Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello. Welcome to another episode of After 9. Today is Thursday, the 23rd of March. 20 years ago today, Eminem won the Oscar for Lose Yourself. 20 years. 20 years, and I love that song still. That's one of my favorite songs ever. We played it this morning on our radio show, and when it was on, I thought, Jesus, after 20 years, it still hits so impactfully every time it plays. It's so good. They they should have been 8 Mile that year, too. God, they should have won more awards uh, for that production. Nonetheless, it was Chicago that won Best Picture that year. Fine. Whatever. To me, 8 Mile is just such a... It just defines the generation is what it does, okay? Yes. Proud millennial, Cat Callahan. Indeed I am. Scott and Cat here. We have so much to get to in this episode, and I think we'll start off with whatever is going on at Blockbuster Video. And if you're thinking to yourself, Blockbuster Video, is that still around? <laughs> the answer is uh, kind of. Speaking about 20 years ago, let's do this, yeah. Uh, so their website has been revitalized, if you will. All of a sudden, I couldn't tell you what was there before. I'm trying to figure out what it was there before, if it was just like one of those like 404, can't find, or if it got sold to somebody. I have no idea. But somewhere along the line, people started to figure out that Blockbuster.com has just made a return on the actual Blockbuster.com site. Now, it depends on whether you're on your phone or you're on a desktop. They say different things. But similarly, they say, be kind while we rewind. Like, hang on, something's happening. We'll see. So instantly, because I'm a skeptical person, I'm like, they're going to play an April Fool's joke on us, aren't they? But I'm not sure, Scott, because wouldn't they put more details there? It's not like they're saying Blockbuster is coming back. Well, and we don't assume it is. April Fool's isn't for another week. So this oh, could just be up. step one. Yeah. If it is an April Fool's prank, if they're doing yeah. a be kind while we rewind, I'm thinking they're going to try and get the old band back together. They're going to have to find all those movie <laughs> experts and get them back no. in that that uniform and, and tell everybody about all the movies they've seen. I feel like um, the closest... Okay, so let's say this is real. So let's pretend it's not an April Fool's joke, whatever this is. Let's, let's say that something is actually happening with Blockbuster.com. If it's merch, I'm going to be heavily disappointed. Boo! And who's that, who's that going to? Who owns that? Who owns Blockbuster.com? That's what I can't figure out. I don't know. We know that there's one remaining Blockbuster store. That's the one in Oregon. It is deemed the last Blockbuster ever. The other thought that a lot of people have is, are they going to attempt to launch some kind of a streaming service? That's That's, the way it seems to me. That's a decent guess. Like, I I don't think that's a bad guess at all. Um, So here it is. Here's the details on Blockbuster, because I was unsure of this until I had to read up on it. So Blockbuster is currently owned by Dish Network. They purchased the Blockbuster brand back in 2011 for $228 million. 
dollars. Okay, so they didn't spend almost a quarter billion dollars to just let it die. They had a plan. Dish Network, okay, they're in the satellite TV business. There's no way this isn't a streaming service. They're probably going to try and get all of us with retro movies and then a whole bunch of other new stuff that they add on to it. Is Dish Network, though, a cable? Help me out with this because I'm not familiar with Dish. Do they do they do streaming or is this a cable network station? Satellite TV back in the day. I, I don't know who still has Dish Network now or if it's evolved into something else. But So that leads me to think it is streaming then. That they are going that direction and they're using Blockbuster instead of Dish TV. Because no one, when you say Dish, fucking Gen Z doesn't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> you know, they, some of those old houses that have got a yeah. big like plate on the side of it. Yeah, that was how they used to get television. Yeah, like nobody knows who that is now. Blockbuster even, of course, they're not going to know. But if they can revitalize that, think about how, what Netflix was before Netflix is known as Netflix now. They used to mail you shit. And they used to have those little cutout things. So... Do you remember them? I remember no. them coming to the house. You don't remember this? No. So they would come, it would come to your house in the mail. It was like a bunch of stamp looking items. So it was like a big sheet of paper and then you would stamp out what you wanted and you would mail a check to them and then they would deliver the goods. That being movies. And I, maybe they had books too. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. I just remember my, us getting it in the mail as kids. But then of course we know now Netflix pivoted because... Nobody wants to mail shit anymore. We all know that. And nobody used DVDs and VHS. And nobody was going to wait. Nobody's going to wait for that no. whole process to take place. If you want to watch a TV show or a movie, you want to watch it now. Bingo. So then they became the streaming service that we all know now. It's a competitive market, but at one point they absolutely dominated it. What if they're hoping to do the same with a blockbuster brand in that it kind of died off as a... It, as being that lit spot on a Friday night in the late 90s, early 2000s. And they're going to turn it into a streaming service. But really, it's operated by Dish. But because they spent, like you said, a quarter of a million. You're not spending a quarter of a billion dollars on something without having a big plan. Exactly. So I agree with you on that. I think a streaming service is probably the route. I hope. I don't think it could be an April Fool's joke because why the hell would they do this? You know, they, they did spend money on it. So that's out for me, uh, the April Fool's part. So I'm hoping for something to happen here. I'm excited about the fact that Blockbuster could make a return in one way or another, and we will keep you updated. All right. While we're doing throwbacks, it's the grand opening of Zellers today. Indeed. I'm a little curious. I was looking on their website, and it seems pretty good. This is just going to fit right into what we're already doing. We don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Everybody knows what department stores do. They seem to have checked all the boxes. The prices are fine. This is going to do well. They just need more locations. And they will get them, and they will get them eventually inside the bay. Will they ever venture outside? I don't know how long that contract is. I'm not sure how that works. The current website, by the way, because maybe you don't get a chance to go today as you're listening to this and you're curious, go to zellers.thebay.com. That's the place to go, and you can actually online shop for Zeller shit. It's um, it's Walmart, just a little different. Basically. Like, I don't know. Like, for me, it's it's the same. I don't know if it's going to be like, oh, you got to go to Zeller's for that, though. Zeller's is the place to get dish rags. And only sellers. Like, I don't think that's going to be the case <laughs> as I look at the stuff that's available online. But I will say, like, again, I'm going to go back to the housewares department because that's, I think, where they're going to make some coin. And clothes. And clothes. The baby clothes. It's relatively same price as Zeller's. So it's really about the quality. And I couldn't speak to the quality of it because we all haven't felt it yet. So the people who have gone today, you know, you maybe you felt it. Maybe you've seen the same brands that you've seen in other stores being sold there because they do have some licensing agreements with certain places. 
hey, if you could save a couple of bucks, and great. I don't know if that's going to be like a go-to spot or just one of those, hey, we're in the mall anyway, so let's go there. But we'll see. Time will tell. I'm wondering who the first is and if that comes with any sort of notoriety. There were some people outside the store, like waiting in their car until right before it opened up so they could say they were the first shopper at the new Zellers. Is that bragging rights of any kind? Is, is that something you like tell your future generations? Back when Zellers opened, I was the first customer in the door. But it's like the, the second Zellers. <laughs> Back when the Zellers opened again, after it closed, I was there. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's probably going to be employees of the Bay that are going to be shopping there. I tend like, to think you're right. Let's be honest. And end of Zellers, under the Zellers umbrella. I don't know how it works, though, if they have their own employment or if the Bay is just the Bay employees are, hey, today you're at Zellers. Tomorrow you're at customer service. You know what I mean? The next day you're in this section. The other day you're in that. I don't know how that works. I don't know if they're just solely employed with Zellers, technically. But they are all wearing Zellers shirts and hoodies and shit that you could actually buy in a store, by the way. Oh. So wait, one day you could be like pushing the new line from Clinique and then the next day you're selling Hot Wheels in Zellers? I, I don't know if that's, I don't think that's how it works because you you are, especially in those, co- that cosmetic area, I'm pretty certain is stays in the cosmetic area. Ah, okay. I don't know if they switch though. That's a good question. I don't know if they're like, one day they're at Clinique, the next they're at Lancome. I don't really know how that works. <laughs> That'd be a good question for people because the people listening, someone has at least worked there at one point in their lives or knows someone who has. So you let us know. But nonetheless, um, if you're just employed with under the Zeller's label, today's a busy day. Today is absolutely the busiest it'll be. Have you ever gone to a chiropractor? Yeah. Do you like the chiropractor? No. No. I, what, I, no. I hear that from a lot of people. Okay. I mean, I've gone to an osteopath many times, but not a chiropractor. I can crack my own bones. And when I went and I talked to my chiropractor, who is, who is great, I went there when I was pregnant. So the, the, the rumor is that chiropractors, when you go when you're pregnant, can help you to uh, make sure the baby's in the proper position, which is head down by the time you give birth, right? That's where we all want baby to be. So I thought I'll be proactive. So through my first pregnancy, I went to the chiropractor and I liked the actual chiropractor. She's, she was fantastic. It was, I actually went to a male and a female. It was like a a father daughter dealio. And they're both really, really great. Loved them as people hated anywhere near my neck. Like don't touch my neck. That freaks me out. I don't like it. But also I had a conversation with him and he'd been doing this for so many years And I just said, yeah, I can kind of like crack my own back though. Like I can actually do the lie down. I could crack my own back. He's like, is that the same thing? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so really do I need to be doing this? He's like, well, it's up to you really. Okay. (laughs) No way. Well, yeah. So he was like fully admitted like, yeah, it's the same thing, but we are professionals though. They're professionals that do it the right way. Right. Because what you, what lies in the danger is you could over move your body and then you you screw yourself over by doing that whereas chiropractors are trained to understand how it works and that's the difference right i think that's what happened here his name is andy wilson and he suffered from chronic back pain he's now warning people about the dangers of practicing diy chiropractic sessions at home uh. after he lost his sight from cracking his neck. Uh-huh. Ah, he, the neck. I told you. He'd been seeing chiropractors for years. He decided to save some money by mimicking their movements and doing it himself. Oh, you idiot. Twice a day. No. After 31 years of successfully adjusting his neck, he ruptured his right artery, causing a stroke that left him unable to move and temporarily blind. He did manage to call his uncle using Google Assistant. That person called an ambulance. A stroke specialist told him, Stop the DIY sessions 
and the combination of neck adjustments, and that has caused back injury that caused a calcium buildup in his spine that led to brain clots and then oh the stroke. Oh, my gosh. That's scary stuff. Yeah, you don't mess with that. You don't mess with that. He spent four days in the hospital. He is recovering. He's now regained most of his vision, saying the experience has left him feeling positive. Wow. It's amazing you can say that after everything that just happened to you. Overall, positive. it was positive. Overall, it was a pleasant experience. Get the hell no, out it of wasn't, here. you liar. You just don't want to admit that it was a stupid idea not to see a professional. And everyone should always see a professional, by the way. You shouldn't be doing it by yourself. I admit sometimes I do, but I don't go crazy. I'm not adjusting my own neck. What are you, nuts? A man famous for fathering 63 kids with his sperm is seeking to make his seed a little more exclusive now, Cat. Now sperm donor Kyle Gordy is seeding, so to speak, the market for re- a reality TV show, mm. saying he's open to starring in a series where wannabe moms would compete for his cum. Is he gross? I haven't seen the guy. I want to see him. This guy started donating his specimens back in 2014. He has helped father uh, more than uh, he has helped more than four dozen women as the father of their child around the globe over the past nine years. The California native recently hit headlines for fathering four children in one month, but admits he should probably be more selective about who gets his seed. And that is where the hypothetical reality show came from. Hmm. It's a fascinating world. The uh, semen (laughs) depository world. You're not talking about people who work on ships? No, no, no. You mean the donation of sperm? The donation of sperm. It is fascinating, actually. I had a, I had a, I, I still don't know everything about it, and I'm not going to pretend to. But it is fascinating. Like I, I didn't know that he, you're even able to know how many kids you have out there when you're a donor, because the process is pretty anonymous in that only the people who are taking the sperm. So let's say that's me. Let's say I need someone's sperm. There's literally a binder, depending on where you're going, by the way, uh, a binder just to keep things safe and not online and things like that. Because my girlfriend went through this process of people and you can look through and see a little bit about them. They've already been through the whole process of making sure they're healthy and everything else. So these are people who are fully approved. They're clean. Their, their, their life is not crazy. They're not some person off the street that just jizzed into a cup. All these things you can actually find out about the people. How invasive is the testing, though? Like, do they find out, oh, hey, this is a good-looking person with good genetics and there's no history of cancer in their family, but they're a fucking maniac. Like, do they do, like, full psychiatric testing and everything, or is it just the physical health? uh, I don't know It's about the full uh, psychological part of it. I'm sure that there is testing, yes, absolutely. Um, And history of mental health and all those things do get checked. They take these things very seriously. It is an expensive industry. It is an industry that makes a shit ton of money so you better believe they're going to cross their t's and dot their i's all the way through absolutely but it is a fascinating thing where so a girlfriend of mine did this like like i mentioned right so she's got two kids um same donor by the way same donor she decided for both kids uh and this do you was get a one two for one kind other. of deal or? no you don't it's very really? expensive oh. yeah it's very expensive um b- both sides right because it's not just the donation that you're paying for you're also paying for the ivf process and all the other things that go along with it or whatever there's several processes again i'm not going to pretend to know everything about it but the interesting part to me was who is this guy that's fathering the kids do you want to 
Do you want him to ever know or be a part of it? And that control is solely up to her. So when child turns of age, they could absolutely look into it if they wanted to. But up until that point, if they're curious and they and they know, some kids don't even know, they're 12, let's say, and they're curious and they find out then, here, we know who your dad is. Yes, we, whatever. It has to be agreed upon by all parties before you even know. So I'm curious if as the sperm donor, this is the part I don't know because I only knew from her perspective, if he knew, yeah, someone used your spunk last week. Congrats. Huh. Or if it's, you'll never know, you just donate. Because I'm surprised, that's why I'm surprised he knows. And I'm sure state by state, province by province, perhaps, I'm not sure if it's province by province here, but there's different laws surrounding that, whether or not they know. Someone listening probably knows. Feel free to DM me because I, I do find it fascinating. I do too. So let me be clear on this. If I were to donate sperm, I have the right to say, I do not want to be contacted in the future. I don't want 18 years from now, somebody coming and knocking on my door saying, hi, dad. Mm-hmm. I can stop that from happening. You can, you can, but in the moment, they're going to know a lot about you. I don't know if they give names I, that I didn't, I don't remember, but they're going to have a picture of you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, when they look through this binder, for example, they see you and maybe you're Scott Smith. I don't know. I don't know if they give names or not, but they'll know everything about you. Why did, and, and uh, maybe we don't talk about your friends specifically, just in case anybody knows, but in general, why would you go to the clinic and, and pay all that money as opposed to just befriending someone who you think is a good dad and who has good genes and saying, could you just do me a solid and do me? It's funny. I had that conversation with her. She's a lesbian. She's not interested oh, she's in having sex with men at all. Okay. Got <laughs> so it. No, no, no. That that's was, fine. I didn't it, know. I asked the question too. I, sa- I said, could you? And her and her wife at the time had that conversation with each other. Like, do we just do that? Like, do we just figure this out? Do we like just go to a bar? But there's, when you're talking about someone's real life, a lot of people don't do that. Like, it's easier said for people like, ah, oh, save yourself the money and just have sex with a random person. That's your life. That's going to be your child. You don't know who that person is. You want to do it. the. You feel like you want to do it the right way and, and a safe way. And this is the right and safe way also happens to be very expensive. Well, what if you're just up front with somebody, maybe somebody, you know, a colleague, uh, a friend of a friend, whomever, and you tell them, hey, listen, we're really interested in getting pregnant. It's very expensive to do it through the labs and such. So what we would like to do, if your game is, we will offer you the same protections that the clinic does. If you don't want to be contacted, fine. But we'd like to collaborate on this and set a time and, and a date. And it might even take more than once. But we would like to get pregnant. We would like your sperm. We don't want you to be the dad or involved in any way. We just want your sperm. And then if it's collaborative, you can do the the DNA checks and you can do the, the STDs and STI checks and all that sort of stuff. And once everybody's determined, this is fine, do it. I, I thought that that would be a lot more cheaper and practical to do it that way. But, uh, I, people have done it, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure of they have. Of course people have done it. Yeah, absolutely. People have tried to save a buck that way or even like sucked it up even if they weren't interested in the peen. And just I don't think you sperm. get pregnant that way. <laughs> 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 no, but they, they weren't interested in a man, for example, but they're just like, yeah, get it over with that. I'm sure it's happened. Of course it's happened. But again, like when you're talking about a real life, that's your life. It probably doesn't happen as often as you think or be like, or that, to your understanding, that makes sense. But to someone who's actually going through the process, they wanted to do it the right way. But yeah, it's happened. Of course, nothing's going to stop you from doing it. The legalities of it are interesting, though, because you're never going to get a lawyer to help you sign off on those papers because you're not supposed to do that, I think. Right. So I'm pretty sure no lawyer would touch that. So you'd have to hope 
that every party involved sticks to their word. How can you be? How can you be so sure she's not going to turn around and be like, by the way, I want child support. Guess what? You're giving child support because none of that was legally done. Mm-hmm. This is all a legal process that ensures all these things are stay the way they're supposed to. There's other legalities too. For example, if you go in and make a donation of sperm, in some places, in some areas, they'll actually pay you for making that donation. Great. Good for you. Right. You made some money. You had yourself a good fun couple of minutes. Got to look at some free magazines. You're on your way. But if you actually charge somebody for the sperm, just privately, not going through a lab, then you're a prostitute. And then (laughs) you've committed an actual criminal offense. Are you a prostitute if you buy sperm, but you don't deal with that? Anything else? Well, I think you selling the sex, like, hey, you know what? It'll cost you 10 grand to go to a lab. Give me two grand. I'll do you right here and we'll keep going until you get pregnant. That, I believe, would be prostitution. You're paying for sex. Ah, all right, all right. Never thought about it that way. Ah, I'm just wondering. I don't know if you'd actually go to jail for it We or should. Not, uh, that's a conversation for Sandra Ziskin, I think, at Diamond and Diamond. I would love to get Sandra on talking about that. That'd be a great topic. We're going to work on that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. An Amazon driver getting high praise. Delivery drivers that are committed to their job and really want to make sure that you get your package (laughs) either on time or early and intact, I love you. Thanks for the work that you do because you put up with a lot of shit from barking dogs to slippery sidewalks to traffic everywhere. It's probably hell, but you do such a good job. Now an Amazon delivery driver is getting high praise because he showed up to do a delivery at a home. The problem is, happening at that home, an actual police standoff. It lasted for 24 hours with somebody barricaded inside a home. It's all caught on video. This Amazon driver casually walks by (laughs) dozens of police cars that were all there to deal with this situation. It's the best video. Groups of cops everywhere. Eventually, as he starts to go right towards the home to drop off the package... The SWAT team grabs the guy. Whoa! <laughs> fuck are you going? Get out of here. We've got a, an investigation going on. It's dangerous. The guy says, I got to deliver this package to that house. He wasn't allowed. SWAT guy said, absolutely not. You're not doing it. So the Amazon guy handed the package to the SWAT team member and took a photo to prove that he <laughs> delivered it. Freaking love this story. Ah, it's so I good. Love this story. Could you imagine that? By the way, employee of the month. Yeah. If, if not the year already, is that guy like so determined? Is he like, well, I gotta deliver. It's, it's Amazon. I, I, I planned later. I can't come back. <laughs> I must deliver this today. We promised. We promised to deliver it, and then took a picture. 
Like with what? Like police, like police line do not cross behind it and a bunch of SWAT team members? Yeah. He had a machine gun in one hand and an Amazon box in the other. Is this the kind of guy that would still deliver to a house on fire? Oh, like, probably. Oh, shit, I gotta uh, watch out. And then burning flames in the background of the picture. Like, we delivered it. Where do you find employees <laughs> that are that committed to their job? That's amazing. It's pretty incredible, actually. Here's the neighbor that got the video. Amazon, hard at work. In the midst of a standoff, he's gonna deliver his package. Oh, my God. Give us the package, bro. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, really. Like, you had to do... No, it's gotta be on their porch. It's a part of the rules. Cat, today is budget day in Ontario. Usually not a good day, but, and, and it might not be for a lot of reasons. I'm sure people are going to fixate on the fact that at the end of the month, they're letting the COVID three days paid off expire. Yeah. Not renewing it. Sure. That's fine. I mean, you can feel how you want to feel about COVID, but the emergency's over. I mean, it's time mm-hmm. to move on here, everybody. It's been over a while. A long time. A long time. time. I, I, it's crazy that we're still doing some of this stuff. While I do agree with paid sick days, this particular program they say was created for COVID. So this one, they're just going to let it expire. That's fine. A lot of people will fixate on that. What I like is apparently in the budget today, the Ford government is going to unveil their plan to provide portable health and dental benefits to workers who don't have benefits. A lot of self-employed people, contractors, gig workers, none of them have traditional benefits where they can just go and get their prescription at shoppers and they pay a small copay and boom, the benefits pays for everything else. This would give health and dental benefits to the people who don't have those offered to them through their job. So help me out with how this is supposed to work. They're paying into this still? They'll pay into it just like just we like do. Okay, so Unless work pays for 100% of your benefits, generally I think it's a 50-50 or the employee pays for all of it. I'm thinking about the companies that offer this right now. Um, what is it? Blue Cross comes to mind. Manulife. Manu- you, can, you can do that. You know what I mean? You can, as a self-employed person, say, you know what? Screw it. I got a family. I'm going to pay into these benefits by all the, any of these companies, Green Shield or anybody. I could do that personally. How do they feel about this would be my question, because now the government is offering it. Is it less money by the government? Like, what's the difference here? I'm confused. Well, the devil will be in the details. I tend to think probably the government has worked out a deal with one or all of the benefits providers. See, when you buy in bulk, you get a cheaper rate. The more employees a company has, the lower the rate is because everybody's paying into the pool. So the government, in theory, one of the biggest employers that it is, that there is out there, they could have a lot of buying power and negotiate low rates. They could then offer that to, like I said, contractors, self-employed people, gig workers. Mm-hmm. And they could say, hey, listen, if you want coverage, we'll take, uh, I don't know, 25 bucks off of every check, but then all your prescriptions are free and you get $500 worth of eyeglasses every two years and... Maybe you get the massages or the dental or whatever. I don't know what's going to be included. It's probably going to be a stripped down version to make it affordable. But that's great that people are actually going to have coverage. There's a lot of people who have been prescribed various drugs that they just can't afford. Yeah. And they go without because they don't have benefits and they can't get them in their current employment situation. There's also a lot of people who are not covered by this dental thing that they passed in Ottawa that really only applies to a very small number of Canadians who are very, very, very poor. But regular people have teeth too. And it doesn't matter what job you do, you should be able to go to the dentist. But without benefits, they tend to put these things off. Right. And that's a big problem. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad they're moving forward with this. Again, we'll see what the details are like when it comes out later on today. But I think that's a good incremental 
step forward. Hopefully, yeah. this is not coming at a big cost to the taxpayers. Right. Today's a big day. Joe Biden makes his first visit to Canada as president of the United States. I got to tell you. Oh, what a lovely day to visit. Oh, I don't know God. what the weather's like there in Ottawa, but it ain't pretty here. Yeah, I, uh, I feel bad for the people in Ottawa. The amount of security is freaking crazy, Cat. Sure. Ottawa police have warned residents about some of the security measures in effect. They say almost all of the parking lots in the downtown parliamentary precinct have been turned into staging areas for officers. Several roads around the parliamentary precinct are blocked off, including the one that connects Parliament to the hotels and so on and so forth. I believe he's staying at the Chateau Laurier. Beautiful. I've stayed there before. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Me too. I love it. The armed forces are going to be providing security, including air support, throughout Biden's visit. You're going to see fighter planes flying over. There's going to be helicopters and all sorts of shit. The Secret Service is on the ground specifically to protect Jill Biden and Jill Biden with support from the RCMP. Then you've got the RCMP, who's there, as usual, to protect the prime minister. They're going to be in the same place at the same time quite a bit, and mm -hmm. that's a little scary for the people who have to provide security because, let's face it, these two are some of the least popular men on the face of the earth. Forget in this country, I mean around the world. Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau are not popular individuals. This could be a potential security risk. Well, it's, a, it's I think any time that they're moving moving around, it's a security risk. I suppose that's how they have to see it as security. I think it'll be fine, though. I'm curious about the businesses in that area, though. We know that they're going to go and have their dinner and stuff like that. If he wants to pop in somewhere, he probably can't just pop in somewhere. I'd imagine that because that security is so tight, they're telling people in advance, hey, little Joe sandwich shop, J big Joe, Joe Biden wants to come in and have lunch. We have to, so we have to, you have to go through the entire shop, right? As security, yeah. you're double checking everything, make sure no one's in the bathroom, make sure everything seems clean and nice and good. So I'd imagine some of those shops are even shut down, but the ones who are open are probably well aware that that means that they could be used and they've already gone through the process. Like they're very, very careful. Yeah. So apparently when Obama went cookie shopping in the Byward market, there was really no concern there for Obama because generally he was very, very well liked. Yeah. People swarmed him though. Absolutely. Tried to, tried to. He was like a celebrity. In that way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Joe Biden, not so much. In fact, a brand new Abascus poll just got released this morning that says only 30% of Canadians like him. I've never seen oh. a U.S. president with popularity in Canada that low. Not that That's lower than Trump. The only thing is, though, with that is that I don't think I don't think we like anybody there. No. Like, who who is there that's likable? Like, unless Moshe Michelle Obama ran right now, I don't think anyone gives a <laughs> shit. Like, I just think we don't care. You're not wrong. Uh, in any case, when Obama popped into the cookie shop, whether it was staged or it was legit, it came off legit. And, and that yeah. company says they were amazed to see the president come into their store. And he brought he bought cookies to bring home for Sasha and Malia. Yeah. Great. Well, Joe Biden's not as much of a cookie guy. He's an older fella and he likes soft food. He eats a lot of <laughs> ice cream. So if you're an ice cream shop in the Byward Market, I tend to think 
there's a chance you might get a visit from Joe and that's Dr. Cool. Jill Biden. Yeah, that's cool, too. And, but it, they're definitely doing those sweeps, though. The security sweep at everyone that's open. If they are all open, that's great. Cool, cool. Because maybe there's going to be people walking around because they want to get a glimpse of Joe Biden. Like you said, I don't know how many people are doing that. But there may be people who are doing that, right? Sure. So so I hope the businesses are still remaining open. But yeah, security, you have to expect it. Security is going to be tight. They've got teams of individuals filling SUVs that are doing nothing but driving around Ottawa just in case they're needed. Just roving around, burning gas, just in case. It's uh, quite the process. I'm really curious to see it unfold. And of course, it's always nice to see our capital showcased on the world stage. So if you're a resident of Ottawa, you're probably thinking, oh, fuck, not this again. (laughs) Great. (laughs) But if you're uh, just going to see the president, have yourself a good time. Finally, I'm going to mention it here, but I don't really have any comment on it, and I'll tell you why in a second. A Toronto Liberal MP, the one at the center of the allegations of Chinese meddling in Canada's affairs and elections, has now resigned from the Liberal caucus. He's going to sit as an independent. Han Dong is a hell of a name. Han Dong. Han Dong stood up in the House of Commons last night and announced he was stepping down in light of a new global news report. Global has been at the forefront of breaking Mm. all these stories. Uh, Reports say from CSIS individuals. Uh, Apparently, they were questioning his loyalty to Canada after the report surfaced that he spoke to a Chinese diplomat in Toronto in February 2021, specifically about the case of the two Michaels. Remember the two Michaels that were... They were being held hostage, basically, over in China because we had the Huawei executive. Yeah. Well... They did eventually get released, but it took a long time to get the two Michaels out of there. This report suggests Han Dong here spoke to that Chinese diplomat and said, don't release them yet. Hang on to them a little longer. If you release them now, it will backfire and actually be politically advantageous for the conservatives. So the theory, in case you haven't followed along, is this guy asked China, don't release them yet. It's not good for us here politically hang on to those Canadians in Chinese custody a little bit longer, we'll tell you when is a good time to release them. I don't know if it's true or not, but I will say, and I agree with Jagmeet Singh and Pierre Polyev, it's time to hold a public inquiry on this. I don't know why we're fucking around waiting till May. Now there's more than enough to say we need to have a public inquiry. And I hope that they make the right decision and get it done. Have yourselves a fantastic day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Dave is going to join us tomorrow. I love that. The Friday show is always a great time. We'll catch you then. Bye. TikTok sent around 20 influencers to Washington, D.C. to protest a potential ban of the app. Of course, since it was a TikTok protest, it lasted about three seconds before (laughs) everyone moved on to something else. And finally, six years after shutting down, a reimagined Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus is going on tour without animals. But don't worry, uh, they'll still pipe in that old elephant smell.